Everyone, welcome, welcome to the Potty Mouth Garden Club. I was in there, oh, Mr. James Cameron's in there. Everybody pop over to the, the chat there and say hello. We're just starting off. We're having a few technical issues with Audrey. Audrey's bought herself a new computer and so we're just, we're, sound, again, sound's an issue. But before we kind of get into the, the web screen, I've got a little... Daisy, come here. Let me just shoot. Yes, don't tell mum she's sitting on the bed. Oh, she'll get a bloody hell. I get bloody shot. For, is that right, Jesus? Get shot for that. Oh. So, we will run the, run the intro. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so welcome everybody. Welcome indeed. And just to get like another little heads up, JB is not here with, with this week as well. He's still kind of keeping in touch with his dad and looking after his dad. We're wishing his dad all the best in his kind of recovery. And hopefully things look to be going in the right direction. Possibly we might have JB on next week. And if he wants to kind of <coughs> elaborate on what's going on, that would be more than welcome to kind of have JB on, but we're looking for that. But instead of JB, we have the one and only, we have Miss Jane Kelly. How are you doing, Jane? Hello. <laughs> Hello. And I just want to tell everyone there, that plant on the left of Jane's screen has just been put there for like artistic, just seconds ago, rearranging and getting it all Jane, lovely to have you here. Thank you so much for coming on. That's fantastic. I'll have a little chat with you in a second or two, but I just want to bring in the owl boy just to see if he, you know, is he still here? Is he still kicking around? There he is. Oh, painter, painter, the, the finest. It's gone. It's supped already, lad. It's empty. That's my plans. There's a, I think there'll be a few more of them coming soon as well. So. You never know. How are you doing, Stephen? Everything fine? I'm doing well, thank you. Hello, everyone. Good. Hello, Jane, and welcome to the uh, the uh, the madness. Yes, and got some great, great things. Great things lined up as well. But first, I want to mention the <coughs> Discord. The Potty Mouth now has a Discord channel. So if you just want to pop over there, keep coming to the the, the the kind of chat now on YouTube. But if you want to carry on having a bit chat and. Think of the, the Discord as a 24-hour potty mouth home for all that kind of talk about gardening. And even there's even a section there we just created a day where you can highlight your own YouTube gardening channel or a video as well. So we've got that to kind of do as well. So hopefully pop over. There's links in the description and everything like that. So I would love to see you in the potty mouth and... Stephen's there. Yes, Stephen is there. Hopefully we'll try and get Jane in there as well and Audrey as well. So, yeah, oops, pressing that button twice. I want to just see if Audrey is with our sound. Now, we had poor sound, Audrey. Have we got poor sound still? I hope not. Oh, it still is. It's still... No! <laughs> Audrey sounds like she's at the bottom of a well. 
But this is what you get for playing by new fancy computers when your old one worked just as good. Well, I'm going to fiddle a little bit. Well, listen, Audrey, it's lovely to have you, and I'm sure we can kind of we can put up with that bottom of a well just to hear your voice is a beautiful thing. Oh, you are a lovely man. <laughs> so, yeah, so let's just kick on all the way. Audrey, all you have to do is shout. And I'm sure you're you're not you're not <laughs> you're not averse to that. So oh, there's my dog gone already. So Stephen, what you been up to oh, in your garden? Because it's like we're now getting into the kind of would I'm sure you call this or coming into close to the second spring or near your yeah. second spring. Because I've just That's finished, it. I've just finished all my say first round of planting. I've kind of finished. Yeah. The dog's getting on me nerves here. The dog's, Daisy, in your bed, in your bed. I think there's someone <laughs> at the door. So uh, what are you starting to kind of think about your second round of, of you know, like oh, seed planting? Yeah, I've already started, to be honest. I've done a few things already. Uh, tomorrow I'm going mad on it. Do you want to see the pile of seeds I've got in the kitchen? Oh, bugger. Um, yeah, so tomorrow I'm gonna, I am gonna. probably should do a video about it as well because a lot of it is kind of successional sowing. So it's stuff that I've already sown this year, but you need to sow again. Things like lettuce, spring onions, <coughs> you know, your standards. You, you've got to keep these things turning over all the time. So, yeah, there's a big pile of them to go. Well, that's, that was one of my topics there, succession planting. How does, someone well, who's, how does someone who's new to kind of gardening, like, tackle it? Because it, it – can you hear me dogs? I can. I, I thought well, that listen, was your I'm stomach gonna, at first. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to see what's happening. Stephen, tell us about succession planning, if you don't mind. I'm going to hand over to <laughs> you. No problem. With succession sowing, you've got to think of the short season plants, things that will grow, harvest quite quickly. And the way I try to work it out is I'll look at the length of a plant and then I'll halve that. And then somewhere between one third and half of the way through its time is when I start sowing for the follow on crops. So, for instance, with lettuce, you're looking at around 10, 12 weeks. So sort of every three or four weeks, really, I want to be sowing another batch of lettuce. I've got one batch planted, another one that needs potting on at the minute, and another one that will need potting on in about 10 days. And tomorrow, I'm going to sow more. So that's four batches, and that's before we even get to sort of September, October time. And it's the same with spring onions. I've got some to plant, some that I've just harvested. I'm going to sow some more tomorrow, and in a couple of weeks' time, sow some more again. Radish is another good one. Six weeks, <coughs> seed to crop, seed to harvest. So keep them going. Every two weeks, sow some more of them. There, yeah, I'm back. And I'm, I missed all that, so I'll have to watch it all, because I get <laughs> me I get me tips from Steve. So I'm going to have to, to re-watch ourselves. Jane. Well, that's probably I, your video for tomorrow, then, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Jane, do you... Are you bothered about succession planting? Do you like it? Or do you think once you get all this batch in, that's enough for the season I'm finished? But you see, that's it. You think to yourself, oh, it's all done now. I'm moving on to just sitting back a little bit and we'll just wait for the first few harvests coming. Because I always used to think, and I still do to an extent, the sowing season is one particular part of the whole thing. 
and it comes at the very beginning and you think once you've thrown your last things you're all right then but this year i am determined to have lettuce right the way through because as it is at the moment we've got about 120 cut and come again lettuces so wow. we don't have to sow anymore <laughs> but i know the time will come when we haven't got any left so i've really got to get into the mindset of doing the little and often thing and so just like yeah. steve just said had you heard it i think you're, but, I, yeah. I think you're in, uh, I think you're exactly right, Jim, because I've done, I was going to ask you, Steve, as well. I've kind of got, got quite a bit, but we seem to be going through it. But some of my seeds, Steve, are in, you know, I was saying like the Charlie Dowden sets. Now I've planted yeah. some of them and they're coming, they're, they're really big. But I also had some, like that tree in a water with feed. So they've got big roots and they were still little. Now I've went and yeah. replanted them now. Will them turn into decent ones or do you think I've stressed them too much? No, they all grow. They just need a good bit of sunshine and a bit of outside air, really. And they should just get going because they're in soil. Um, I mean, you, you can grow lettuces really quick hydroponically, so water <coughs> shouldn't, shouldn't really affect them too much. But like I say, though, I was keeping it like them say... I think it, the, probably the best way to say is stunted for a little bit. So I've cheated where I haven't re-sown seeds. I've just kept a few back. They've oh, stayed at that kind of yeah. that height. Now yeah. I've and they look all right. You know, they haven't wilted and died or anything. But I'm just wondering yeah. if if they'll kind of stress out and run to seed. That's what I'm. That's what I. Oh. Well, if if I was in that situation and I didn't know what was going to happen. Now, two things here. One, I do know what will happen. It will try to grow. If it's too stressed, it will bolt. But what I would do for you, Tony, is I would plant a couple of those so that you can learn from it, and I would also sow some seeds as well. Mm -hmm. oh, I'm going to definitely sow some seeds. I just wanted, to, I, wanted a, I wanted an expert advice. You wanted a shortcut. <laughs> yeah. It's, well, it, it's almost like a cheat. Do you know what I mean? If, you, if, if yeah. that's the way it works, you can, you can plant some. Leave some in a tree, you know, that you never quite use, but, like, try and look after them a little bit and then cheat and put them out with having, the, like, the, the hassle of germination and stuff like that. Audrey... You could put them, you could put them out really, really closely together, like uh, somewhere around five or six inches together and treat them as a cut-and-come again lettuce because they will get to a height, but then they'll just bolt because they've been uh -huh. held back. Out of... But you'll get something from them. Out of if you're a betting man, will will my <laughs> salad bolt this second batch I've put in? I should have took a photograph because they look quite nice at the moment. Will the bolt, Stephen? Put your career on the on on the line here, and will the bolt? <coughs> well, what's the political answer? Say <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> so you feel very humbled. Yes, yes. Audrey, then do you, do you think about because your garden, your planting regime when you kicked off was huge. There's no getting away from it. There's like your web your website. It's almost like a like a dedicated market garden center. The, the amount you've aimed to tackle. Can you be bothered right. to like resource? Uh, 
Yes, I do. Oh, that microphone is fantastic. I had to change which mic it was listening to. Right. No, no, you sound you sound yeah. beautiful. Okay. <laughs> Great. So yes, I do resew. And uh I don't always resew the same thing. In in what in what we just like a different variety of spring onion or no, uh, those I would do all summer. Uh, but like after uh, the summer solstice, other things grow better going towards yeah. shorter days than they do going towards longer days. Like fennel, your favorite. Uh, it's one of the things <laughs> that grows better uh, after the summer solstice. Well, it's funny enough, Sean, young Sean James Cameron's just put that on there so after the longest day and the worn bolts. Right. So right. Exactly. So the longest day is that the twenty first of June, am I thinking? I think it is this year, yes. Yes. So there we go then. There we go. Yes. Don't forget I forgot to mention everyone, if it's um capitals for questions, if you want to have a, like a little question answered by us, or even if you're in the kind of the Discord Put your questions in there and we can kind of correlate them a little bit easier as well. I'm sure Stephen, with his fancy computer, that can kind of just do, juggle everything at the moment. He's just a whiz kid. But we have a question here. MAP in the building. Now, this is, is, is it too late to sow carrots? Stephen, what's your answer to this one, sir? Never too late. Well, I think really on this one, I've got to defer the proper political one and give it to the experts. So off you go, Tony. Well, you see, now what I'm going to do, I'm going to do, <laughs> I'm going to now say, Stephen, I'll put what all on there. There is three times to sow carrots. You've got your kind of your May, early April, May one. You've got your June middle of June sometime, and then then we have the polytunnel August one, Stephen. <laughs> I'm a, do you think I'm anywhere close with that kind of setup, Stephen? You are, actually, because um, this varies from uh, county to county, even areas in counties, but it's all to do with the carrot fly and when they hatch, and I used to be able to work it out, but I've long since lost the formula. Um, but if you know when your carrot flies hatching in your areas, and some of the older gardeners on allotment sites will know that information. If you can get hold of that, then you can plan your carrot sowing around the carrot flies so that you don't get affected. Um, and that's how we used to do it when I was a kid. But as I say, I've long since forgotten the information. Well, funny enough, I have, well, I have... I have Charlie Dalton. Jane, have you got a little cold there? <laughs> did, did I hear you sneeze? <laughs> well, I'm just going on to Charlie Dowden. I watched his, and I've watched it a couple of times. He's planting carrots. Now, he says there's two hatchings for carrot root fly. The first hatching, now, and this is obviously, I'm guessing what Steve said is a little bit, you know, areas kind of change. But his first hatching is May to mid-June. Then there's a second hatching, August to October. And it was mentioning in this growing carrots thing that, you know, you can kind of germinate your carrots, and but you've got to get them covered 
by the time this th these little pests are out. And I think out of the, all the pests, carrot roof fly is a right bugger. But if you can fleece before they hatch, like say, you know, mid-June and, and August, you know, if you I'm sure he was saying round about the 10th of August, get it covered before then if you've planted, you know, you've got your kind of, you've sown kind of mid-August, sorry, mid-June, make sure you cover by August. So, Jane, do you have any trouble with, I'm guessing the whole of the UK has trouble with carrot root fly. No, not, <laughs> not really. It's, um, it's interesting, though, because Charlie Bowden doesn't have to give you much time, does it? If it's mid-June till August, you can only have those few weeks where it's not netted. Why would you bother taking your net off between the first hatching and the second second hatching? You may as well just leave them on. Leave, uh... We haven't had too much bother, but we do interplant with either onions, garlic, shallots, anything like that to do a bit of companion planting to box the carrot root fly into um, thinking there's no carrots there because it smells the garlic or mm -hmm. it smells the onions. So, so we do a bit of that. We haven't touched wood, been bothered so far. Right, right. Audrey, do you get bothered with carrot fly over there in that glorious Detroit state? Um, I have not. However, my beds are quite high. Oh, that's so right. Yeah, you've if got. There's any, if there's any truth to they can only fly so high, then I don't have a problem. And I'm just happy to get carrots planted. So I just plant whenever I can do it. Well, it's funny enough because I've got the first lot, my first sowings of carrots are in a, a high-ish bed. I wouldn't say foolproof. Now, I'm I'm wanting to prove Steve right by saying a good wind can blow them, so heights is not that good of a protection. So I'm not going to net these ones. I'm going to net the, the next lot because they're going to be lower down in my garlic bed. I know. So we'll see if it works, Stephen. But I've got a feeling you might be right where you see a good gust of wind can yeah. lift up and blows them, blows blows them around. Them up. Yeah. And isn't it, I'm, I'm, I'm taking it you're meaning your bed that runs along next to your shed, along that fence there. Isn't the ground higher behind there as well? No, it's not that bed I've got this lot in. I, the oh, bed okay. I've got this lot in is straight out the polytunnel, facing away, like up to the left so it's a oh, highish one high oh you buggy you see yes oh no not bloody high enough not bloody high enough at all <laughs> old timer not the girl use kids coming no, in here no. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> well i'm well i were a lad <laughs> well the, the the second batch of sown and i've actually found the you know i got the tom the, the tomato the carrot strip no, it's like a strip, you know, like you saw them, oh, they're already... Oh, scene tape. Yes, <coughs> yeah. I found, I found because I lost the bloody thing, but I found them now, so I'm going to do that, hopefully, you know, and but like I say, fleece, like what Jane's saying, I'm not going to take any chances, I'm just fleecing, do you know what I mean, just cover, hopefully they'll germinate, then I'll fleece straight away. But well, what you've got to be careful of when you put your fleece over is you want to make sure you've got a good uh, fleece to ground contact all the way along. It's very easy just to put a couple of weights on and think, well, that's good enough. But they'll find a way underneath. If there's a 
tiniest gap, they will find their way underneath and and then they're in there. Well, funny enough, it's Steve, what you said. Jane, I'll come to you a, a sec there, but I was just... Steve, She's so polite. She's oh, raising no, her puts hand. A hand. Puts a hand up there. I you know, know. I, I'm, I'm just impressed by that. <laughs> but even when I was watching the Charlie Dowden video, he was a little bit nervous of just actually taking it off for demonstration purposes to pull a few carrots to show the video. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, they must be like, like in the air, ready. And once they're in, I guess... They're in and they love it, and it's like a party time. Well, it's a, you know, it's a bit like one of those cabbage white butterflies. You can see one of them coming, and you can do something about it. Carrot flies are so tiny, you don't know if they're there or not. So, uh -huh. and that's another reason why they say to if you're going to prune your carrot, uh, thin your carrots out to do it in the evening because then they will have stopped flying. <coughs> But yeah. You do it in the dusk, dusk light, just enough so you can see what you're doing, and then they've stopped flying, and you can lift the cover and get in there and thin them out. Right, but I've never heard of pruning your carrots, though, Stephen. I don't know what I've no, never. No, no, is no, that I'm a new technique? Is it? It, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't let, I don't let anything go. <laughs> Jane, you, you, you had Jane, you had your hand up. If it's the same as the onion leaf mine on the asparagus people, they can lay eggs that will stay dormant in the soil right through the winter. Yes, the, and then yeah, that can happen. So in that case, I know people are saying that, you know, it doesn't matter how high they're planting their carrots, they still get carrot root bite. Mm. If the, 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 whatever you call it, the larvae are in the soil, surely you're going to have to treat your soil they're not they're not just going to attack you from outside they might have to be within the ranks so you're gonna to have to be careful if you've got carrot root fly in one area i mean they always say try and move them around you know if you have had an affected area but and if would you treat your soil there i'm asking steve this because i think he'll have an answer would you treat your soil uh, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bother doing that. I just practice good crop rotation. Uh, I mean, there's there's been a movement in the last couple of years to say you don't need to rotate your crops uh, for various reasons. And I've seen quite a few big garden estates in that. But I've, that's how I've always gardened. And if you've got carrots in one bed one year and you've got carrot root fly in there that's fine because the next year you're moving you're moving your carrots to the next bed along where there is no carrot root fly and the carrot root fly that was in the previous bed hasn't got anything to feed on so it's a win-win but just simple. just throwing something what gene mentioned though like companion planting would that not get rid of or at least you know make you have like a decent crop of you know, it's like Jane saying there, she doesn't really have that much trouble. Do you, do you actually see it, Jane, on your t on your carrots, or it, is it not yeah. even right? You see, but yeah. you constantly do your no, success. That's your, really uh, smart. Your, your, that's really with smart. our carrots, we're it's just automatic. Carrots will put something in the onion family. It doesn't have to be in the onion family. It could be something like mint, but something else with a strong smell because it's that scent. And I know people talk about thinning, and you just said thinning in the evening, but the other thing you can do is just actually trim, you know, 
snip them off at the ground, the extra yeah. seedlings, and thin them out that way. But that exudes such a sense that you, you just you mean pruning. Pruning. pruning yeah right yeah, right so carrots. he yeah. was he was bloody right the old boy he, he knew what he's talking about man he was ahead of his he game did. there <laughs> jane your i'm gonna jane your microphone's a little bit quiet as well so just if you bring your delicate self to the microphone a little bit closer i'm sure you can shout <laughs> audrey have you got any tips for carrot root fly uh no because i don't have that problem however i think jane's concept is brilliant like put something else that can distract mm -hmm. uh, from the scent i think that is a great whether they're in the soil or in the air if they get confused <coughs> i think you have a better shot of them not landing what is it jane over so jane sorry audrey <laughs> what is it over there audrey that you use it's like netting but you, I'm sure it begins with a T. You it's use tool, uh -huh. tool, which is bridal veil material or tutus for little girls. And I it, if it works. And I get it on eBay for like 10 bucks a bolt. Uh, and it works great. I wonder, though, if you don't get it, though, I wonder, because I'm not, I'm sh led to believe Carrie Fly are tiny, tiny, yeah, tiny, I don't, tiny. I, I don't uh, put anything over my carrots. Mm -hmm. Well, Jane, your idea, and I've done that before, oh, and but brilliant. you just forget. Do you know what I mean? And I kind of, that kind of should should do that. But we will see how. Are you off, Stephen? Are you just having a little? <laughs> <laughs> I was just adjusting. <laughs> well, I, I've got it. I've got it. I'm putting my hands up here. You know, I I only buy black. I'm very boring. I only buy black because it kind of disappears. My, I could have the, so it doesn't look like there's anything there. That's why I do that. But you're right. You could make it look like a party out there. I could just have like a pride garden, you know, celebrating the pride. That'd be fantastic. There you go. I've got a question from Claire, Claire Ellum, who is saying... I'd like to know what does the learned panel think? I think, Claire, I think you've got the wrong oh, date. <laughs> That's on a, on a Wednesday. What does the learned panel think about putting rust-affected trimmings in the compost heat? Good question there. Anybody want to take Claire's question for the first round? Yeah, I'll put it straight on the compost heat or burn it. It depends, really. But... Um, why would you why would you burn it then? Because I thought it was nothing, to be honest. I was like I didn't think it had kind of get rid of it. Would it not simply because there's a there's a different reason why mostly rust to come on your onions, uh your 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 garlic and that stuff. And I don't put that stuff on my compost heap ever. I don't put no onions, no uh, no leeks, no garlic stuff on my compost heap. I think it's too acidic, so I don't like doing it. Right, right. Jane, any any thoughts on on that? No, and I read the question wrong. I thought rusty metal. 
so I was couldn't get my head around that at all. But now I'm more, not <laughs> much I would think, um, yeah, anything with rust on, I would see as uh, detrimental. So I, I think I'd probably burn it, you know, or bag it and remove it. I wouldn't put it on the compost heap. But I suppose if your compost heap heat gets hot enough, you're going to be okay. But I would worry about it, the disease, like overwintering and coming back out of the compost. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. Or did you suffer a little bit from rust, or are you still? Uh, are, you, are you okay? The joint's still going. <laughs> I, I hate to say, uh, no. Man, uh, man, it's like it's like gardening one one yours. I feel like after all these discussions, we're going to get hammered this year <laughs> with all of it. Uh, but if I have anything that I think is diseased or not cool, I usually just put it in our. We have a fire pit. I usually just put it in there and we burn it. Yeah. Are you, Jane, can you um, burn on your allotment? Are you allowed to light fires on your allotment? Yes. But I don't, yeah. There was an incident fairly recently where a, a bit of hair did disappear when a strong gust of wind came <laughs> the, the wrong way. And I was on my own at the allotment and it was only quite a small, it was in one of those little bins. And I smell something burning, and I thought, oh, some, someone, someone else is burning something. And then I went to put my hand through my hair like that, and it got stuck. Never. And I put a bit of a Michael Jackson. I must have, I'm looking around on the plot, and I must have had a little flame just stuck <laughs> out. Oh, gosh. So, wow. So, so, yeah, so be careful. You know, it's, um, you are going to have fires. <laughs> wear a helmet, wear a you know, wow. yeah, quite innocently standing there with the head on fire, but um, yeah, we are allowed to have them. But I, mm. I, I don't, I don't like to do it too often. Maybe once or twice a year. I don't like to have them as a regular thing. Well, I, I think maybe you should cut that back as well. <laughs> <laughs> Just <not>. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, are you are you allowed? That's a, a good question. Are you allowed to have fires on your allotment? Because we're not. Yeah, yeah, right? we are. We have to check that the uh, wind is not blowing in the direction of the houses. So oh, that head. for me is north. Mm-hmm. If the wind's blowing north, I can't have one uh, simply because the smoke will smoke out all the houses in the village. So we've just got to be careful of that. Right, right. Oh, oh. Um, allotment newbie. Hello, allotment newbies. Nice to see you here again. Is sand mixed with compost necessary for carrots? Well, I would say it, it certainly helps you if you're kind of into carrots growing and kind of, you know, maybe going for like large carrots. But, Steve, what, are you that bothered about putting sand in with your carrots or is it just for maybe competition growing? Um, it, it, it is actually very good. I've, you know where my pond is and I've got that bug bend behind it? Well, just behind that, I've got a row of pipes. I haven't used them for a couple of years because they got carrot fly, but they were full of sand and I used to take a core of sand out, fill it with sieve compost and I would grow the Autumn King carrot in there and they would grow as big, a, big as a hammer in there. They would grow absolutely massive, four per tube, and they would do as most of the winter. Absolutely brilliant. So, well, yeah, it's it's a great thing to hold hold the shape and uh, get your compost in. Well, it's funny. I just saw, when was it? Um, I think it's New New Wheels. God, I forgot. I forget his name there now. But he was Council having... Gardens. What's it, Steve? 
Is it Coastal Gardens? Yes, in yes. Yeah. Coastal Gardens. Now, there's a, if go, I'll try and drop a link somewhere to Coastal Gardens. He's got this setup. I was trying to actually pull it up on my computer. His, his May tour is... I've never seen anything like this. Go and have a look at Coastal Gardens. Is it North Wales or, or, or NW so. might be? But go and have a look at the May tour because he's got the length of his garden. He's got covered in drain guttering running from, I think, like the top of his hut all the way. To, and I'm talking maybe 20 metres, 30 metres, and he's got carrots growing in the top. So I'm guessing that's like a special mix of like fine sand, fine compost in. But they look huge. And I'm talking like the length of like a house. Have you have you seen it, Steve, by any chance? I haven't. No, I haven't seen it. I've been far too busy this week trying to get my head around some I've science seen it. stuff. Um, so I'll try and kind of... What was he called, Steve? Coastal... Coastal Gardens and NW, I think, and the NW standard for yep. North Wales. Yep, that's his. Let's see if that's I can... Yes, Sean's, Sean's just Sean. put the link up there. All right, so I just want to... Um, I'll tell you what I'm doing now. I've got Steve on now. Let me just go Well to, done, Sean. I'm just going to... Can anybody... Oh, I think I need a... Um, a scene, to be honest, to, to bring it up. Share I'll screen. I'll tell you what. One tell you second. what. That's Sean. He's on the ball, isn't he? Oh well, right. Just I'm gonna. Can you see what I'm seeing now? Can you? With Sean's. Yep. Yep. Right now, where is his mere garden tour? Right. So. Let's just see if I can just slide this back a bit. There. These are these. Have a look at these. These are just like unreal. Welcome back to Pat. Two of plot tour, garden tour. And it's Limey. Look at that! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's got scaffolding. Look at. <laughs> Long carrot. Doing well. Long parsnip there. And long beetroot at the back. I tell you what, though, he'd be really annoyed when he pulls it out if it's only three inches long. Oh, I know, I know. But that, <laughs> uh, please go over to the Coastal Gardens NW and subscribe. What is he called? Steve, did you say Sean? I don't know. I know I was talking about Sean. Oh, right, Sean. Sean oh, Mr. Mr. Sean Cameron, yeah. yeah, well, that's just um, pop over to Coastal Gardens as well and just say hello, just because that is, I have not seen. That before. Stephen, I mean, that's to kind of take in gardening and growing veg, like sure veg. Would you, could you be chewed to do? That's like scaffolding, you know what I mean? And it's like quite yeah. a, an intensive setup he's got there. Well, it was quite the thing when I was a kid. There was a, a lot of the allotment plots uh, in our village were all geared up for doing the competition growing. And they, some of the lads, you know, they would, they would all gather around on a, on a Sunday morning, have a couple of cups of tea, and then after 12 o'clock they'd be drinking beer and they'd be comparing carrots and growing methods and talking secretly. It was uh, quite a thing to see all this giant veg growing, especially pot leeks. That was... Uh, a really big one. They are those Welsh leeks with the sort of swelled bottoms. Yes. Uh, so that was that was quite a big thing when I was a kid. Well, we used to we we lived in a couple of pubs in the kind of seventies, 
was it the seventies? I, I presume so. When I was a kid, and we did have like the leak show and the carrot show and all that. Yeah. You know, did you? Yeah. I, I guess a man, Steve, of, of your age, often went in for them. You know, they would have been. You know what I mean? You'd have been kind of middle aged when they were kicking <laughs> off. <laughs> I was about to get me bus pass. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever ended a competition, Steve? I haven't. No, I've wanted to do it a couple of times, but I don't know. It's it's all a messing and faffing round because once you've got something out of the ground, you've then got to clean it meticulously, and I just haven't got the patience for that. I just want to chop the top off it and eat it. You know, <laughs> I don't really want to be messed. I nearly did a few years ago when I was growing giant pumpkins because uh, I had a couple of clunkers. I had one that was about nineteen stone, I think. Wow, and I, and I nearly. Nearly took that to a show, but then I thought, wow. no, I'll, I'll be polishing that for a week and I've got better things to do. Jane, I, is there something you would consider doing, like, sure carrots and things like that? Or is there, is there a, is that not in interest you at all? Or, oh, I can't hear you at all. Have I got you muted? That's my, sorry, go on, that's me. No, it's, I'm not at all interested. But my case is very interested in growing giant parsnips. But this is just like a bit of a thing that he does with a uh, plot day that they're very competitive. And uh, he does like the idea of growing a giant onion. So I often find him watching YouTube videos of um, how to grow a giant onion. And we've got a few in this year. I don't, is it a male thing? Is that I... <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Yes, it's like a, it's definitely a male thing, isn't it? Look at the size of that. Oh, yeah. What, what Stephen? Uh, there is a thing, and you've probably heard of this, Tony, but there was a thing in the Northeast I remember from many years ago where the, the men folk were talking about marrows and actually sort of urinating on them. But it wasn't a case of the male urinating on them. It was generally the wife and there was many a scene of the wife going down to the patch on a Sunday morning and helping the husbands to get a bigger marrow. Yes. Well, good, uh, good night, Regine. Oh, that... Wow. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Wow. Wow, that takes love to a whole new level. Oh, I know. That's, um, that's, that's... <laughs> we can get onto that topic of saving um, bodily nitrogen no, in another episode. Audrey, yeah. are you usually not have or do you have like shows where you not that i'm aware of we could have them but just not anywhere near me right and i think i don't think that would be a thing for me are you quite proud if you if you do grow like you see a big cabbage or a big oh yeah of course yeah, and, and I love when you, particularly if it's a root crop, that I mean, it's like Christmas. What is it going to be? Uh, and when they're like enormous, that's great. But yeah. I don't think I, I think that would make me not enjoy gardening so much. <laughs> talking about Stephen, talking about huge, massive plants. What are them little? Oh. <laughs> what are them little nasty-looking things there? <laughs> All burnt that's and shriveled. A, that's a gorgeous pair of melons. <laughs> Yeah. Hey. Hey, excuse oh, me. here we go. Here, excuse here we go. me, Vicar. <laughs> so you were telling us, Steve, though, off off air that 
you've planted a, like a, a couple of melons and courgettes, and they didn't. You you, you struggled, or, or there was something affecting them as well. Is that right? Yeah, it came it came sowing time to sow me cucurbits. So that's me, <coughs> me courgettes, me butternut squash, me pumpkins, me courgettes, melons. If I haven't already said that, and I sowed two two trayfuls, and I put them on the propagator alongside my peppers and my aubergines and any remaining tomatoes, and I kind of half forgot about them, and I was watering every for everything else, for the peppers, aubergines. So I was soaking them, and I think my seeds got drowned. So the germination was terrible, and I've had to do a rescue job on those melons. So out of 30 plants, I've got those two melons, about six butternut squash and a courgette out of 30 plants. Right. So for me, that's, that's terrible, you know. Ooh, that's... that's my fault, you know. That's me watering in a rush in the morning, water uh -huh. them, get down the plot, get sorted out and get home and i kept forgetting that these seed trays were right in the middle of it of this forest really oh, right oh it's it's user error yeah definitely yeah <laughs> it happens every year well it's it's kind of every week do you know what i mean it, it, it just it, it's nice to kind of hear that you know we <coughs> all kind of craggy i make more mistakes and you know what i mean so the, of course, yeah. The legend of green side up, you know, still, you know, can can make the, a mistake as well. Jane, have you made any? That's a nice, like, little topic just to run on there. Have you done any, like, like had any issues where you've it was totally user error and killed yeah. something or thrown something yeah. out or many a time? <laughs> Too many times. I mean, it's a long while I've been gardening now. And um, in fact, I was teaching somebody earlier on today, and she was eight years old, and she got something just slightly wrong in her English. And I, I pointed it out to her, and she said, yeah, she said, but if we don't make mistakes, we don't learn. And I thought, oh, 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 the of God, it's the way that you do it, isn't it? Oh, I think exactly. If you're worried about making mistakes, I'm going to move forward. <laughs> well, I think that's the key. But I'm going to ask Audrey. Could, I've got I've got a feeling Audrey. Audrey will not have made a mistake. Oh, my God. Okay, just this year, I had an entire 10 by 20 uh, flat of basil going, and they were beautiful. And I didn't separate them quickly enough, and now they look uh, as dead as doornails. Oh. <gasps> I think there was too many per little seed cell tray, you know, cell. They Marginal. were like a one by one cell tray. And, yeah. you know, oh, well, I got to resell all of them. Uh, it's it's gut wrenching as well. But Audrey, I think that made that. Because I think they made Instagram because they look so pretty young. And now they're like, <laughs> really? This is the most tragic looking flat of basil i've ever seen well it's funny i did i had like this huge oh i can't remember when it was probably about three or four years ago a huge bucket and i just went down to the local 
Morrison's and bought, you know, you can buy the kind of the fresh basil. And I, I must have bought about 16 or 18 plants, put it in this huge thing. And the first two weeks, it looked fantastic. Do you know what I mean? It was like Instagram worthy. Then it was just like they all kicked away and they were all, and then it just, you did, Jane, it just crashed yeah. and burned. There was like yeah. mildew mold inside and it was just like, what? Uh, totally like messed it up. Do you know what I mean? And mm. But you don't, mm. if you don't do these things, you don't learn. Mm. Yeah. Yes. So was next that- year, one, I'm going to grow one basil per <coughs> uh, little, little cell so that I won't do that again. Well, it's funny, I must have caught mine. Audrey, I must have caught mine perfectly because I put about, I had a, I'll just kind of put, I had a, like, say, my cells were about that big. Now, I had about seven or eight seeds in there, and I was thinking the same thing. I wonder if I've overdone it, but I transplanted them just in time, I think. There's the difference, yep. Uh And I think it's because they're in the polytunnel there now, and the, they're oh, in they the ground. Beautiful. I've seen them. Yeah, yeah. they look beautiful. Mm, they yeah. do. Yes. I, yeah, I'm quite proud of myself. <laughs> You're going to get a true. level two gardening. I know. If I, the way I go on like this, you're bloody right, Audrey. You're bloody right. <laughs> I've got um, Kim Allard asking. I'll put it on me so we can all see Kim's question there. Regarding carrots as well, I know we're kind of hitting on carrots, but it's a kind of a nice time for it. Why do small baby carrots come out with a split, like a knife cut when when harvested, Stephen? Well, when a carrot splits, it's normally down to water, erratic watering. So one day they'll be dried, the next day they'll be soaking wet, and the carrot just can't cope with it, and it just splits open. So that's why carrots split. It's it's erratic watering. Well, so keep keep your carrots moist at all times, not soaked, not dried, just moist. It's funny enough you say that. I'm, I'll keep on. I've got this habit now of saying Stephen. I don't know where that's come from. You know what I mean? So okay. <laughs> but on going back to this Charlie Dowden video, he never watered. Do you know what I mean? He says there's a rain coming in a couple of weeks' time. He says that or ten days' time we've got a rain forecast. Right. These were outside. They hadn't been yeah. kind of watered in I don't know how long. And right. Charlie Dowden, you know, he pulls them out, they look like fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Just like and he was actually a bit disappointed with that, with the kind of you know, he was like pulling a couple, of, oh it's not big. If I pulled the carrots he pulled out, I, I would award myself a gold potty certificate. Do you know what I mean? It was just like but he was quite disappointed. But it just seems like when you're a master, you can get it. You can you can run this gauntlet. Do you know what I mean? For, <laughs> well, maybe, maybe that's maybe that's the way with it. You know, we're all learning things all the time. It's like you and me at the minute, Tony. We're learning all about this fertigation from uh, from Glenn. You know, so there's new things happening all the time, and there's new ways of doing things that we perhaps didn't know or understand previously. And, and that's what gardening's all about. It's never really still, and there's always another method. And I say this about my plot, uh, my allotment site. There's about 50 plots on there, and probably every gardener on there is growing potatoes in a different way. So. Mm-hmm. I'm just having a look for a little question there, Stephen, regarding carrots. I'll just put it up there. Wayne Pierce 
is asking, uh, he can't grow carrots in the soil, uh, but he can grow ca carrots in containers, in compost. What am I doing wrong? Well, it could be a um, multitude of anything. <laughs> well, normally what people f find or what I've always seen with, with people who say they can't grow it in the soil is they haven't cultivated it deep enough because that taproot, that very first taproot, you know, within a couple of days, it's going to be two or three inches long. And within a week or two, it's going to be five or six inches long. But the carrot will take time to swell the carrot itself. But the root still needs to get down and through the soil. And so the soil needs to be broken up to a good depth. It needs to be cultivated. And that was the problem. And that was the secret why I won the carrot challenge against yourself. <laughs> because you hadn't dug your soil over. You just Put tickled the top. Uh -huh. and sowed them straight in there now that works on some occasions like on a good no dig bed but you need soil cultivated for carrots to get in well i'm i'm thinking Stephen, there should be a rematch coming soon i think you know what i mean i've had time to <laughs> kind of i've had time to come to terms with the, the humiliation and the and the loss and the you know the the loss of sponsorship the loss of you know family and friends don't talk to us now you know what i mean i think you know, we should we should start another carrot challenge and get everyone we should actually have a chat about it on discord as well and see what we can get Audrey, yes. what's your carrots like Oh, good sized. Right. <laughs> Diplomatic. Uh, well, Huge. I, I realize sometimes I say things and I don't hear what I'm saying and I don't want to do that again. So I'm just going to say they're very lovely sized. Is there, is there anything then, Audrey? Because we'll try and get to the bottom of this now that you kind of really struggle with. Yeah. What? Because I haven't, uh, I haven't come across the topic yet of veg that you you seem to have a problem with. Uh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe guilty a little bit of that. You know what uh, it is. You know what it is, Audrey. It's that bloody um, Disneyland micro riso baby. That's yeah, what it is. That's what it bloody is. It's that fancy powder. That's right. And funny enough. I bought two packets of it, and I couldn't find the second packet to put the um, Barry's Crazy Cherry. So I haven't done oh. that whole lot with any mycorrhizal powder. Well, you can uh, probably add it to water and um, water it in. I've got to find the, the, the packet yet. Jane, do you oh. know what we're talking about there with mycorrhizal powder? Well, it was quite like, like cat litter. 
texture yeah. almost. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And I know Audrey's there. It's, it's almost like a powder. She can it, mm. it, it must just cling to the roots. So we're, yeah. maybe we've got like a different. You have to sort of really make sure. Well, it's I think if you're just putting it in the hole, even that's going to help. Uh huh. Yes, because that's definitely. where the roots are going. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're bridging that gap from the actual mycorrhizal that's already there naturally and between your plant roots. So you're growing all three of them and all three will come mm. together quite quickly and it'll do the job. Steve, are you, right. you know when you're doing your test, are you doing the test on just mycorrhizal tomato plants or not? Um, no, I'm not. I'm doing uh, two. I'm growing one set of tomatoes where I'm growing them as I've always done when I haven't had manure. So I've just put blood fish and bone in with those and I'm watering them from the top like I've tr traditionally done. I'm doing another test with the two different types of biodigestate that I've got. One was a bought one and one was gifted to me and I'm watering deep for them. And then of course I'm doing the other test with the whole polytunnel testing this fertigation thing and then I can see where to go next year with my tomatoes. Have you have you started your fertigation feed? No, I've just got um, I've just got my proper feed yesterday, and I haven't really had time this morning. We've had an appointment today, so we had to go to an appointment. <laughs> well, it's just like I said, it's funny if I got a, quite a few um, comments as well about your tomatoes look blinking amazing. Oh, I know. Considering they. Considering they were at death's door, and and you were you were dying from laughing from looking at these things, I've never. I, I, I said to a few other people, if they were my tomatoes, I wouldn't have shown them on camera, and they would have been in the blinking bin. Oh no! I mean, it was a good video. It made a good video, but it's actually. Yeah. I'm glad I've actually got that video now to kind of look back at, because, yeah. like I say, and I've never seen. I don't know if it's see that's the thing I didn't do that I didn't do the tests. That's the problem. So it could be three things. It could be fertigation. It could be fancy peat compost and my homemade compost, or it could be Audrey's magic formula. And I don't know, or it could be just a whole mix of three. But whatever's happening, I've never seen Brad's atomic look so healthy. I'm going. Yeah, actually, I'm, I haven't um, been up today, so I've got to go up tonight. So hopefully, they're still healthy. But yeah. there's something there that's made them. There's something working out of that equation. Audrey, well, I mean, I've used I've Glenn, used the mycorrhizal and the um, and the peak compost, and they will help a plant recover. And they, you know, tomatoes will recover. But the recovery that you've got and the good-looking plants you've got has to be as far as I'm concerned is down to the fertigation. I can't I can't imagine peat or mycorrhizal doing that to your plants mm -hmm. so quickly. Mm -hmm. They're um it's it's like chemically enhanced, you know, like what do you call a GM thing in foods, you know what I mean? <laughs> Super foods. <laughs> I'll tell you what, we'll, we've got, I've got a little question or um which I thought was quite interesting. And Jane, I'll, I'll come to you. What just what your your thoughts on this? Food prices will force longer wait times for allotments. Now, this was in one of the kind of daily newspapers, and I think that's it's probably a you know because there's our food prices, and even I'm noticing it. And I'm not the shopper, you know. I go and get the dog food, and I've noticed 
the dog food prices for the big bag. They've done away with the big bag of, like, I think it was 17 kilograms or, or 17, I think, kilograms. And now it's down to 12, and it's tiny, but it's the same price. Yeah. I, did you think it's going to, like, affect waiting times for allotments? Everyone's going to start thinking about growing their own food? Well, I certainly have. I mean, I'm certainly now this year, we're very, very lucky that we've got quite a bit of space. But this year, I'm not just growing for us. We're growing for the, the two girls. I mean, they've grown up and got their own places, but we're making sure that we put stuff in for them. I'm growing for my parents, you know, and it's um, I'm trying to grow for other people as well as ourselves, just because the food prices have gone up so much. But I'm wondering if when we entered lockdown, a lot of waiting times went up, didn't they? Because everybody suddenly thought, oh, we need to do something, we need to, right. you know, go and grow our own food. Um, <laughs> and it varies so much from county to county and wherever you are, like Steve was saying before, whatever town you're in or whatever town you're in, I'm wondering, I don't know, I haven't heard about people queuing for allotments, I haven't heard about the queues getting longer. But I can imagine they are doing That's what I, I was going to say. It's like I haven't heard it, but it, it kind of makes quite good sense that, yeah. you know, there, there is kind of, you know, a lot of people kind of will struggle and if they've got the chance of allotment. Absolutely. Yeah. Steve, what do you think? Well, we had that surge when we had the first lockdown and all the, all allotments on our site were taken up pretty quickly. Uh, and that started to tail off when... Last year, it started to relax a little bit and people started to go back to work. People were giving the plots up. And we had, I think, we've got two sites in our village, over about 120 plots, I think, in total. And we had a 50 people waiting list in February. That waiting list is now empty. So on all our plots are now taken. And that doesn't happen often. So if that's a reflection on the cost of living crisis, I don't know. I haven't really spoken to people, but we haven't got a free. Well, I think we've got one free plot now. That's it. Right. God, it's it'd be someone should just grab that. Do you know what I mean? It, it, I kind of believe there isn't like a you know they're, they're not taken up. Audrey, what 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 do you think about like? I guess the cost of living's hits use as well. Oh yeah, it's crazy right now. Um, and I think we had a huge surge of people who wanted to garden at the first lockdown because mm -hmm. we could, it was hard for us to get seeds that first year. Mm. I mean, so yes. many people were yeah. buying them. Uh, so that has all slowed down either that or the seed companies have upped to meet the demand. Uh, but yeah, I do know some people that are starting to garden now. Um, you know, we don't have allotments per se, at least here we don't. Um, but I think people are making better use of their backyards. Well, yeah. garden full stops a, a better a better thing all round. I just got yeah. I've just got a, a photograph there. I just I forgot to show it um, a little bit. He's got his holiday hat on there. He's quite lovely. Like, oh, what a handsome chap there. He's good with a selfie. Face for radio. <laughs> now, don't forget to pop over to the Discord and join up there. That would be fantastic. We'll keep this chat going over there. There's links in the description. I think I've pinned a link to the comment. 
And there's one at the very beginning of the kind of the chat as well. So pop over to Discord and have a chat with me. I'm sure we're in there all the time. Do you know what I mean? It kind of keeps this going all the time, just until the next, the next um, outing of the Potty Mouth Garden Club. Now we pop in for we pop in for five minutes, don't we? That once every couple of hours and oh god, I it's, all uh, the people doing that. I think there's three hundred people on there. Uh, now, it's it's getting. I'm quite. I'm really surprised to be honest. I'm quite chuffed with it. Now we're coming up to the end of the show, but I've I've asked our esteemed gardeners here for a tip for all of you. There just to like uh, to round off the show, a tip of the week for gardening, Jane. Put the oh, pressure on. You go first. Let's have your tip of the you week. Don't burn your hair. Professional plant. <laughs> 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 Have you got have you got these Jane hanging baskets at your home or at your allotment? Because I'm guess you have to be on the ball then to keep them watered. Yeah, well, it, it's very early in the season, and so if I never mention them again, it hasn't worked. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's an idea. It's an idea. <laughs> Audrey, can I have your tip of the week, please? Okay, here's my tip of the week. Uh, right now. And I imagine you guys are just the same as we are over here. It's kind of hell for leather. Get everything in the garden growing. And I'm I'm saying this as much to myself as to everyone else. <laughs> Take care of what you've already planted. Because um, sometimes you can let that go as you're trying to get new stuff in. Uh, but don't don't forsake what's already in the ground. Because that is going to provide you harvest before that the other stuff that's not in yet will. So keep that up. Keep all the dead leaves that are sucking energy from the plant off. Make sure they are having enough moisture. Uh, and then worry about getting the next stuff in. Audrey, wise words, wise words. That's yeah. something. Um, you've hit the nail on the head there, Audrey. That's something that's one, one of my kind of – I haven't got many weaknesses – well, that's one of mine. Is God I get, knows that's the truth. I get a little bit kind of a little bit kind of side struck tunnel vision of exactly. like this that's next I, next yes, stage. I, I, yes. Yep. Oh, you see, I knew this was a great idea. Tips of the week. I just hope this. I just hope that the, the final one is not going to disappoint. With 
<laughs> and Tony, Tony, you have to give one this week. Oh, I, I know. That's see, it, Audrey. That was the um, that was there was loads of comments in the thing. Now I got oh, yeah, this. You have to give one. I got, I got this idea from Leo Laporte's Mac Break Weekly, where it's the same kind of thing, but they talk about Apple and Mac and everything like that. Leo Laporte doesn't give a tip. That's that's the way. I am the host. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen, tip of the week, sir. Well, I've got two tips. Which one do you want? Do you want I'll, I'll A have both. or do you, or, or do oh, you want B? I'll have B first. I'm a, I'm a gambling man, B. Right, you can have A then. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the tip is for sweet corn. Sweet corn are very shallow plants. And that is that the roots go out very shallow and then they grow out from the stem of the plants as well. So two things with that, when the roots come out from the stem of the plant, make sure you earth them up. And also, if you can, put a barrier around the whole crop of sweet corn. And that's to stop wind rock because the wind, what you're essentially growing is a big blooming sail and the wind gets it, it rocks. Once it starts rocking, you're breaking them roots, which later on will you know, obviously affects your plants. So put a barrier and only needs to be two or three foot tall, preferably see-through so the light can get in and the air. But you want you want to stop that wind, especially if you're on an exposed location. Can we, is, have you got another one there? Another tip handy? Or well, do you not like that one? That's a great one. But <laughs> if you want to keep keep the next one then for next week, so we don't have to put oh, too God, much. I'll give you if you want it. <laughs> Go on then. Give, give us, give us a, me, then. Give us a, give us a one. <laughs> give, us a, give us your last tip then, Stephen. Right, it's to do with waters and watering. If you're watering in a polytunnel or in a greenhouse, the best thing to do is to put a water butt in there. Then the water will stay the same temperature as the plants that are in there. So, like, you don't sort of get cold water from the tap through a hose pipe into a warm polytunnel for warm plants and shock them. The water is always going to be the same temperature as your plants in there. And if you can't get a water butt in there, keep your watering cans in there, fill them up at night, leave them in there overnight, and then they're ready at the right temperature in the morning. And you hopefully you're not like JB and you forget to kind of open the ventilation and kill all your plants. So it doesn't matter how much water you've got stored in the, <laughs> in the polytunnel. Again, I want to just kind of want to keep our fingers and toes crossed for JB. Hopefully he's on next week. Yeah, be lovely to see him. Yeah. Let's see get his dad get well. Jane, thank you so much for stepping into the breach and yeah, coming here. Jane. It's been lovely. Thank you so lovely much indeed. Up. Jane, where can on YouTube is it Jane's allotment or Jane? I think it's Jane Kelly, isn't it? It is Jane Kelly, but if you put Jane's allotment, it'll come back. Right, right. Yeah, just pop it in. Yeah. There you oh, go. What just happened? A cup of tea. Oh, a tea. Oh, I can see it. Full of gin. It's full of gin. Audrey, thank you so much. Real food comes dirty. What what we got planned this week for you on your channel? Well, um, now that the new computer's here, we'll be kicking out some videos. Uh, but we had three inches of rain last night. Wow! So I've got a lot. I've got a lot of uh, plants. Want to show you some rain? Oh, look at that rain! Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We sir. don't get we don't get rain like that. <laughs> so three inches. We were expecting every city thing to back up, and it did not. So very quick, three inches. 
So, so and anyway, you're close. To, I'm sure you're getting close to 1,000 subscribers as well, aren't you? That's... I am getting really close. Yes, come on, I'm everyone! If you're not subscribed to Audrey, 800, and it's crazy. But, but, but you've got your <laughs> own. It's, crazy, it's, it's lovely to be it. honest. It's, I couldn't yeah. wish it on a, a better person, Stephen. What we got planned for you this week? Uh, tomorrow it's uh, seed sowing, which will probably then go into the next day. Because once I start sowing, I'm thinking, oh, I should have this here. So then I go home, hit the seed boxes and find another batch. Um, so there'll probably be, a, well, there'll certainly be one video on that this week, I would think. And also I've got to get on this, I've got to get my head around this fertigation and learn some more plant science. So that's something I need to do. And that's going to be a long-term thing now. I've realized, I thought I knew a lot about all the different constituents in soil and about the trace elements. Hmm. And it turns out I know nothing. <laughs> the bloody kids, man, Steve. They're coming up on from behind and oh, they're just no. bamboozling with, with all these equations and bloody straights and everything. I've got everything. a good understanding of it. I just don't know enough. Um, I can make sense of it when it's been spoken to me. If it's been spoken to me slowly, but um, <laughs> in capitals, yeah, I've got to learn a lot more. <laughs> but it's exciting, you know. It's, oh, it's God, I. absolutely, and yeah. it's great to learn new things. Yeah, definitely. I think it keeps you young. At least your mind young, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So don't forget, then pop into the Discord. We'll see you over there. Listen, team. Thank you very much, Potty Mouths. It's been a pleasure. It has been thanks everyone. Honest. Take good care. Toodle pip, everyone. See you later.